5: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Another... Another nightmare for the NFL, well kind of a nightmare, it's like a small nightmare, it's a little nightmare. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere as we speak from the bully pulpit, coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from inside the magic radio box, the Farmer's Insurance, Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmer's Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call one eight 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 farmers Get a quote today. We are farmers. So our leave this hour comes from the world of football. We will get to the scandal later on. But this story caught my attention. A staple of the football offseason – A rite of passage once the Super Bowl is over is going away, at least temporarily, for the year 2021. And if you did not hear about it, maybe you missed it. The NFL has pulled the plug on its annual scouting combine, a tradition, every late February, every late February for many, many years. Numerous coaches, scouts, personnel executives, and a bunch of media freeloaders. They all held a hostile takeover of Indianapolis, raiding St. Elmo Steakhouse, the legendary steakhouse in Indy, for a carnival of player evaluation. It's been going all the way back to 1987, which is a long time now. And usually there's around 300 to 350 of the top NFL suspects who are invited to schmooze the Combine and to test themselves for the upcoming draft. We know how that works. Instead, out of an abundance of caution because of the COVID, the NFL is going to hold all on-field workouts at pro days, campus pro days, on-campus pro days. So if you went to Clemson, you're going to have your pro day at Clemson. If you went to Michigan, you'll be at Michigan. And they've had these pro days anyway, but now you're not going to bother to go to the Combine. Everything. In terms of the interviews, the infamous wonderlick IQ test, all of that will be done via Zoom. And the psychological testing, all that stuff will be done that way. So let us discuss. The question, what impact will the lack of the Combine have on the 2021 NFL draft? I've been reading some... Comments, people seem very concerned about this, very upset that their team is not going to draft the right player because, oh my God, we don't have the combine. I'm not in that camp. I've got hijacked, love child, and blind leading the blind. And we will tie all of these things together. Now, A, life, I'm pretty sure will go on almost like normal in NFL circles. Just the lack of running up expense accounts, that will be hurting. But I'm I'm not going to lose any sleep over this. Neither should you. Uh, When you take a step back, all right, take a step back, you realize that this is not a big deal, right? Despite some dopes, pearl-clutching on social media, freaking out, the same crowd that freaks out about everything. Oh, my God, it's the worst thing ever. No, your favorite NFL team is not going to screw up the draft because they don't have a combine. Your favorite NFL team is going to screw up the draft because they're bad at drafting. And the same players who are going to be picked, if there had been a combine, will be selected with the exception of maybe one or two guys going higher than they would have normally. But the scouting combine is one of those things in modern sports that has taken a life of its own. Now, I get it. I understand. I'm in the radio business. They're in the show business, right? Show business, NFL, trying to to show and get excitement going. At some point, though, over the past, I'm not sure whether it's 5, 10, 15 years, how long it's been. The years all run together. But over the past number of years, this thing has been hijacked. It has. The meat and potatoes of football scouting was replaced by theatrics. It's the boiling frog, right? started out with the best of intentions. We'll get to that in a minute. And then they kept tweaking it and manipulating it. And now you've got this monstrosity. It's a pigskin version of a Mr. Universe contest where it's not about whether you're the greatest football player. It's uh, who's the biggest, fastest, strongest, but who's chiseled out of stone with washboard abs, Physical freaks of nature, those are the headliners. Being able to play football takes a backseat, right? If you're good on Saturdays during the college football season, you've got a lot of tape that's really good, but you show up and you don't have the body like Adonis, it's a problem. It's the Ben Maller Show, by the way. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call one eight 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 farmers to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. So the biggest loser, part B of this, the biggest loser in all of this would be NFL media. Right In the wasteland that is the offseason, it is essential programming that they continue to create the content for state-sponsored NFL Network. Uh, I have some friends that work over there. In terms of the business of football, this is another body blow. Body blow is what it is, right? It's a a haymaker uh, for the NFL. We know the NFL has to come up with a certain number of reasons for people to watch during the downtime but mainly it's to justify the price they charge cable and satellite providers for NFL programming when there is no NFL in the offseason. And in many ways, the scouting combine is the magnum opus of all offseason events. It's not the draft, it's the scouting combine, which builds up excitement. One thing leads to another, it's like a good date. One thing leads to another, and hey, what's going on? Doing the hanky-panky. But if the national finals rodeo, Right? If, the, if the rodeo had a love child with the IOC, that would be the combine. It's equal parts underwear Olympics and cattle auctioned. It's all of that. Right? The players play the role of the livestock, but it's also the underwear Olympics because they run around and test their speed, power, flexibility, balance, coordination, all that. The measurables, of fun term created for the draft, it is the centerpiece of building up the legend and the myth of the next great players in the NFL only to see them break your heart, only to see them break your heart, most of them. Uh, but the hardcore football fan, uh, this is the kind of stuff, You know, I get it. It's exciting, compelling, wildly unpredictable. But the last word here, over the years, the scouting combine has become, for me, less and less important in my life watching sports. Like Now, we typically squeeze out, professionally, we squeeze out a couple of monologues. Some fat guy will run the 40. That's a, that's a fun thing to talk about. Or, uh, you know, uh, Kyler Murray will show up and have the smallest hands in the history of the Combine. Little, little, uh, little tiny, eeny-beeny hands, and we, we'll, get a, we'll get a kick out of that. And, or, or he'll all of a sudden grow. That was the fun story a couple of years ago when Kyler Murray, oh, he's skyrocketing it up. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. But there's really nothing that earth-shattering that we can, you know, can't can live without. I expect the void to be filled through other avenues. The Combine, it's something a lot of people don't know about, but it's the blind leading the blind, literally. It's a story that I've told a few times over the years, but it's one, it's one of my favorite stories about the NFL. If you love or hate the Combine, either way you can thank a guy by the name of Wesley Walker because of the Combine. Now, say what? Time now for what we call a Maller history lesson. That's right. Malheur history lesson. So this guy played college football at Cal Berkeley. And the New York Jets took him in the second round, 33rd pick. This is in the late 1970s of the NFL draft. I'm talking about Wesley, Wesley Walker. Now, unbeknownst to the New York football team that wears green and white, the player they drafted was legally blind in one eye. He didn't tell anyone that. Why would he? He would have been drafted lower. So he kept that hidden, didn't disclose it. And even though he was a very productive player in that era of the NFL and certainly one of the better players the Jets had, the legend is that the ownership was so enraged that they had wasted a second-round pick, at they thought, on a guy that was blind, even though he turned out to be a good player, blind in one eye, the Jets brass got together, and they said, this will never happen again. Never again on my watch. So what did they do? I'll tell you. They decided that they would no longer allow this to take place. So they they immediately said we're going to bring in all the draft picks that we're thinking about taking, and so we're gonna we're gonna give them tests and all that to make sure they can see, and they can, they've got all their fingers and all their toes, and presto, abracadabra, hocus pocus. The Jets, the first team of all teams, the Jets, the following year, leading up to the draft, the training staff brought in about 100 different players they were considering drafting for physicals. The following year, they said, okay, let's crank it up. Let's get 200. Well, eventually, word got out and went around the other teams in the NFL, like, hey, what are the Jets doing? We better do that too. And eventually, the draft picks would have to fly from city to city with multiple teams and have the same physical exam performed in all these different locations and logistically in the scheduling and all that, it was a difficult Rocky road to go down. And so it was very repetitive and all that. And and anyway, so they eventually said, okay, this is ridiculous. And so they created the national scouting combine, uh, if you will. And that was, that was originally in Tampa. It's been in Indianapolis, since 1987 but it was all because the Jets drafted a guy Wesley Walker in the 70s that was blind and the owner of the Jets is like what the hell what are we doing we can't i mean we got The guy can't see out of one eye he's legally blind and so ironically the the Jets who had were the first team to actually give physicals to players before the draft have been consistently despite that one of the worst teams at picking players in said draft. It's a uh, it's a wild juxtaposition. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.
1: We believe in the power of the people in the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show listening experience by adding your touch. Follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller, And you can tweet at and follow our executive, or make that our technical producer, excuse me. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. Arriba, arriba, arriba. Andale, andale, andale. Epa! He plays all the music and most funny sound bites on the Ben Maller show. And now, live from the Farmers Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to have Maller's Mountain of Money coming up a little bit later. We look forward to that. Something that should give every Tennessee volunteer fan, we got a lot of listeners in the great state of Tennessee, should have heartache. I'll, I'll give you that in a sec. Just Josh writes in. He says, if you're comparing Jared Goff to Halloween candy, he's a lemon drop. Sour. McVay, on the other hand, compared him to a now and later. He never knows if he's going to get the good Jared now or will it be later. Uh, Chris in Houston says, Ben, you know, Ben, I heard you scolding the Rams for paying their players, but I kind of remember you praising the Rams for an office for signing those players at the time. Well, here's the thing, Chris. Uh, it's not my money. But if you don't live up with the contract, you're going to get destroyed. That's how it works. It's simple. Uh, the Rams got carried away. I would not have given Jared Goff the contract. I wouldn't have given Todd Gurley the contract. But there. they can spend the money however they want. But if it doesn't work out, it blows up in your face. But the Rams have still been able to make a bunch of moves and remain competitive. They haven't gotten down to the depths of the sewer like the Jets and some of these other teams. Big Rig Rob writes since says, Ben, now that was an awesome monologue. Unlike the opening babble that you spewed on the onset of the show. Greatest comeback this year. A-plus. Good job by you. The opening monologue was fine. It didn't suck. It was all right. It was fine. How dare you? Uh, Let's see. Who else do we have? Page down here. Page down. All right. We'll skip over that. Let's go to the phones. Cashing a golden ticket. Let's go to Montana and say hello to Tammy in Montana. Hello, Tammy.
7: Hey, where are the white women at?
6: Hey, Ben. I'm actually using that golden ticket that James gave me last time. I'm glad he was able to call in. Um, And I can't believe... Since he is not called for so long you cut him short and you give real bitch all that time to do his repetitive calls. How dare you, Ben.
1: <laughs> well, I gave Hollering James enough rope just I, I kept him on long enough just to squeeze your name in. We have a ticker here. We're like, at what point, at what point will Holler and James bring up Tammy in Montana? Normally, he doesn't even get to the second or third sentence. He actually was pretty good about that. He he made it through a few sentences before he decided to go and bring your name up. So,
6: Yeah, I, I've told him that he really needs to talk about some of the stories he's told me about meeting some of the Minnesota Vikings and the Twins players in his... Uh, you know, in his life, but yes. uh, I, yes. he's excited, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, he's excited. That's yeah. how he got the nickname, as you know, Hollering James. He, uh, he's had uh, an interesting time on the show, and he's been one of the great characters on the show, and we love Hollering James, but not as much as he loves you. So there is that.
6: Yeah, I know, and uh, I really was disappointed. You know, I knew um, right. I knew Real Bitch was um, not the best person, but I was very disappointed in his disrespect that he gave your situation with your dad at the end of his first call yesterday. Um, yeah, well,
1: I can, then, Listen, I can take it. I can take it. I understand. It's, it's fine, Tammy. I don't appreciate yeah. it, but uh, he's a douche, and uh, he wants to <laughs> act like a douche. It's, uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And, so.
6: and I wanted to say thanks to Shellshock for 20 years defending this country. So an a-hole has the freedom to send a tweet about Shellshock's speech pattern when he recited the militia oath, um, I don't think yeah. you need good speech to hold a gun well, and defend
1: I, I, our country. Now, Tammy, we've talked about this before. The if you're looking for an a-hole, just go on Twitter. That's all that they're all there. Every one of the a-holes is all on Twitter, and they all think they have all the answers. That's how that's that's like a playground for the a-holes. They all hang out there.
6: So. <laughs> yep, and they yeah. have no balls to make a phone call themselves. And I, uh, right. I wanted to say, as far as the combine, I am. Very appreciative, and I enjoy naked and half-naked men, so this really makes me depressed that the NFL is not going to hold it, and I think we should protest.
1: Yeah, I think you should. Well, we are in the era of protest, so why not? (laughs) Everyone protests something. All right, thank you, Tammy. There she goes, where she goes, only she knows. So over the years, we've always had one or two diehard Tennessee volunteer fans that have called the show remember Daryl in Knoxville, if you've been with me a long time. This guy Daryl in Knoxville used to call up. And one one time, actually it was a few times, we sang rock, Rocky Top on the, on the air together. It was a duet, myself and, and Daryl from Knoxville. And then he stopped calling, and then we've had a few others. Um, most recently was Danny in Nashville who called up and also came to L.A. and hung outside the studio in the bushes to watch us do the show, which was kind of awkward. So Tennessee fired their head coach Jeremy Pruitt and it was a big shake up there big story you can read about it and and get more details but the Tennessee football program yet again is shopping for a head football coach they have not been a relevant team they are down hanging out like i think of them as i think of Vanderbilt <laughs> like that that level and so we are now being told that the person that will have Much influence and a big decision to make on who will be hired as the next Tennessee coach is Peyton Manning. This is a mistake. I'm going to tell you why. I I don't know know what Peyton Manning's got going on. He's got some kind of spell that he puts on these people. The New York Jets got a phone call a couple years ago when they were looking for a head coach. They got a call from Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning gave a ringing endorsement, a ringing endorsement. He showed off all those MVP awards that he won, the couple of Super Bowls, the fluke Super Bowls that he won, and went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Really, I think of Peyton only winning one Super Bowl because the last one, his hospital gurney was being pushed to the finish line by the Broncos defense. But that's a different conversation. So Peyton Manning is being brought in as the uh, consultant, if you will. At least that's what we're being told here for the Tennessee football program. But when the Jets got a phone call from Peyton Manning, he gave a glowing endorsement to who? Adam Gase. Who? Adam Gase. Crazy eyes. That should eliminate Peyton Manning from having a say in any coach. And And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I can go back and look. Didn't Peyton Manning give his blessing to Jeremy Pruitt when he was hired from Nick Saban's staff at Alabama a few years ago? Man, what a hot mess! The Volunteers have now had four different full-time, not just interim, full-time head coaches uh, in in recent years since 2008, and they have not even won 10 games, which is not even that great. In college. if you want to be a big-time team in college football, you got to go undefeated. You know, 10 wins, you're losing a few games along the way. And so we'll see what happens there. But Peyton Manning, the supposed guru being brought in to figure things out for the volunteers. Good luck on that. What could possibly go wrong? Well, Adam GaSe shouldn't take the job in Seattle. uh, Since he's Peyton Manning's right-hand guy, he'd get the Tennessee job.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years
8: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
6: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
4: And then you have China.
5: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
4: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Calling your shot, or taking a shot, I should say, welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we sermonize coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from inside the magic radio box, the Farmers Insurance, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1 888 Farmers to switch, and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food your friends ate, all that stuff. So call 1 888 Farmers for a quote. We are farmers. Bum 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 bum. All right, so our lead this hour comes from the NFL postseason. The mouth of Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers, feeling their oats as the long-suffering Tampa franchise is now one win away from a Super Bowl appearance. Bucks head coach had an interesting quote about the difference between Tom Brady with the Patriots and TB12 in Tampa Bay. It was a thinly veiled shot At Bill Belichick, maybe you saw it, maybe you did not. Let me give you the quote, and here's what Arians uh, said. He said, quote, New England did not allow him, meaning Brady, to coach. Arians snorted. I allow him, meaning Brady, to coach. I just sit back sometimes and watch. Close quote. All right, so you know the drill here. We've been doing this a while. When you see a quote like this, you then have to parse the words you have to examine the words you have to get out your your magnifying glass and look at each word so again the quote this is from Bruce Arians new england didn't allow him meaning brady to coach i allow him to coach i just sit back sometimes and watch close quote all right so let us discuss uh, the question, where are you at on these comments from Bruce Arians? Now, you could say they're benign comments, and they are benign. It's, we're talking about football. We're not talking about brain surgery. But I've got Justin Timberlake, Casablanca, and Commandeer. And we will line all of these things up and like dominoes, and we'll knock them down. Now, to lead off with, uh, this is Bruce Arians' moment to shine. And he is taking... Full artistic license to do just that. Arians has won been one of the more popular coaches in the NFL. Broadcasters love to regale you with Bruce Arians stories, and he has had his share of games where he's won in the NFL. But overall, he's a rather average head coach. In the big picture, he is a Jack, not a Jag, a Jack, just a coach, right? Just a coach, J A C, just a coach. Nothing specifically memorable. The claim to fame for Bruce Arians, and my favorite Bruce Arians story, is that as a kid, he admitted to twice having to go to the hospital to get his stomach pumped because he drank paint because the kids in the neighborhood told him when he was growing up that if he drank paint, he would be really good at football and no one would be able to tackle him and all that. Now, like everyone else, Bruce Arians, as a coach with the Cardinals and uh, the Buccaneers, has been haunted By Bill Belichick. And so this is his opportunity. This is his chance to pump the brakes on the Bill Belichick legend and instead pump his chest out, Bruce Arians' chest out, and to take a bow, right? To take a bow. To the victor goes the spoils. And Arians, the head coach in Tampa, was a master of talking bullcrap, even when he had teams that were deemed rather average. So now you can imagine. The Buccaneers on the cusp of the NFC Championship game, he is strutting around like the NBC peacock with his feathers out. Uh, Bruce Arians, now he enjoys a hearty meal. Nothing wrong with that. I enjoy a hearty meal. But reading the comment, and seeing some of the other comments that have come out of Tampa, which we're going to get to in a minute, but Bruce Arians in particular is channeling uh, Justin Timberlake. Remember with the McDonald's marketing campaign from the early 2000s? About 15, 16, 17 years ago, something like that. Uh, because watching the Bucks right now, Bruce Arians is croning, just like Justin Timberlake. I'm loving it. Ah, get him a Big Mac and fries. Get him some uh, nuggets or something like that, or a Sunday. My God, Uh, why wouldn't he be loving it? Uh, Tampa Bay is set up. Now, do I think they're going to win? I haven't handicapped the game yet, but uh, it doesn't matter what I think. They're one win away. If Aaron Rodgers goes out, has a bad game, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, isn't ineffective, they got to go to the backup, Green Bay is going to lose, and the Buccaneers will be the first team in NFL history to host a Super Bowl in their actual home stadium. There have been others uh, that have played close. The 49ers in Northern California. Uh, the Rams played at the Rose Bowl in the Super Bowl. But in their actual stadium, the Buccaneers will be the first. It's the Ben Mather Show. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save a bundle on your auto insurance. Now, furthermore, it was not just Bruce Arians throwing... Some haymakers, via quote, at the Belichickian dynasty in New England, Rob Gronkowski decided, you know what? I'd like to form a nice dog pile. I would like to form a dog pile. Now, if you didn't hear what Gronk had to say, maybe you missed this. Gronk, he has found Tampa to be magical, to be an oasis after his stay with the Patriots. Remember, he took a year off, and then he came back. He said, one of the biggest things that I would just say is the freedom Gronkowski announced after the Buccaneers had won their game against New Orleans. He was asked about the difference between Bruce Arians and Bill Belichick, and he said the freedom, he then expanded on that. Gronkowski said the freedom of just being yourself with the coaches, close quote. Now, clearly, you don't need me to tell you, he was insinuating Gronkowski that you have to have discipline and be stoic when you're with the Patriots. you got to be a sourpuss. That's the Patriot way. But in Tampa, it's like Animal House mixed with Casablanca is what it is. Essentially, Tom Brady, uh, if if you go through the words here, everyone's like, well, Brady would have been wonderful anywhere he went that Belichick should be downgraded. He's not responsible. Now, I'm not there yet. I know a lot of people It's become trendy to do that and say, oh, yeah, Belichick sucks. And Everyone's mesmerized by what Tom Brady's done. And listen, I am surprised. Like anyone else watching the Buccaneers, did I think that this was going to happen? Uh, no. And I don't know what kind of mind control Tom Brady has, and he's clearly indoctrinated some of those guys in Tampa into whatever it is he's got, the uh, drink the Kool-Aid, right, the, the whole thing, uh, whatever that might be there from Jim Jones. But it's working. It's working. But I'm not ready to just totally dismiss Belichick. You'd have to be really naive and gullible to do that. The Patriots are going to be heard from again. It's not all over in New England, but y- you have to appreciate the hutzpah of Bruce Arians and, to a degree, Rob Gronkowski. All right, to make it seem like Bill Belichick was just along for the ride, nine Super Bowls, six championships. You know, not that not need to to, uh, to lick the toes of Bill Belichick, but that's, that's a decent resume. Uh, all right, last thing here. So Bruce Arians has essentially admitted that he is in the the back seat, kind of watching everything. All right with this quote. And again, the, the quote that we are parsing here, the words of, I allow him to coach, I just sit back sometimes and watch. He was he was saying New England did not allow Brady to do that. That was the quote. Um so it's it's listen, one Belichick slap to the face at the time. So Aaron's is like, ah, I'm semi-retired. No, I got my feet up, I got a bucket of popcorn here. And I'm enjoying the show. I got my golf clubs. I'm ready to go. And so Tom Brady, he has been able to commandeer the pirate ship in Tampa, and it's all him. Now, this means for better or worse, if Tampa were to stub their toe, and they are an underdog, as you might imagine, going to Lambeau Field, but if they don't play well this weekend, that Bruce Arians then has plausible deniability. Everyone would like plausible deniability. He can say, listen, it's not my fault. I was an observer. I might be the coach in name, but it was really Tom Brady. It was him, right? I'm getting paid to watch. Tom Brady's the guy responsible. Not am my fault. It's Brady's fault. By the way, the last official player coach in the NFL, we believe this to be true, was in the 1970s. Tom Landry with the Dallas Cowboys One of his players, I think it was a defensive back, Dan Reeves, who went on and had a very long career with the Broncos and Giants and others. Dan Reeves was a player coach for the Cowboys in the 1970s. Now, there have been other players that have actually been coaching, but they don't have the title. But the last one to actually have the title player coach, Dan Reeves. The NFL got away from that because they went full corporate and they're like, oh, we can't have player coaches. We're the big leagues of pro football. We can't do that. Come on. We got to have just specific. Everyone's in a box. Everyone's categorized. Players over here, coaches over there, blah, 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 blah. Uh, So uh, there it is setting up this weekend as the Buccaneers get set to take on the Green Bay Packers. And many people are wondering about the weather in that game, and will we get a nice snow game, a nice wintry mix. Uh, Well, the good news is the early forecast, and as my brother who lives in Wisconsin likes to remind me, uh, that uh, it is subject to change. But the forecast for Saturday in the early television window on Fox, that's a 3.05 Eastern kickoff, noon in the West, 32 degrees and snow is forecast for Green Bay, Tampa Bay. That is the early forecast subject to change. If you're curious, as as far as the Bills and the Chiefs are concerned, uh, pretty mild temperatures for Kansas City. 51 degrees, mostly cloudy at kickoff if you're into such things as the weather. I'm stealing Roberto's Mexican Doppler, apparently. I apologize, Roberto. I need to give it back to you. Well, no, I he usually did weather with Roberto. That was a, a, a staple of the, the show. My yeah, doubler don't work. But you moved on to cooking with Roberto, yeah, which right. is a very, pop, very popular bit on the show as well. That's good. All right. Now, we often say when there's a rumor or gossip, uh, we often say you need to follow the breadcrumbs. Uh, in this case, you need to follow the Instagram likes. All right, I'll explain that. Uh, I also want to remind you, the big story in the overnight here, the, uh, the crumbling of the New York Mets and the general manager who was just hired 37 days ago. Hey, Porter, hey, Porter, you got some explaining to do. Jared Porter. You probably don't know who that guy is unless you're a baseball nerd, baseball wonk. But Jared Porter was hired in mid-December, and now a story came out. It's all over the internet. Can't miss it. But if you're not on the internet, I'll give you the bullet points here. Uh, essentially, he, four, uh, almost five years ago, but four years ago, 2016, well, I guess it's technically five years ago, It was even though we're early in 2021. So this guy Porter, there was a, a, a reporter from a foreign outlet who was covering the Cubs, He was texting her, sent a bunch of text messages, and uh, she didn't respond. And then eventually he sent uh, pictures of his junk. And uh, she apparently did not appreciate that either. I can't imagine why. And uh, anyway, he's admitted to it. And now we're waiting for the Mets to do the next thing, which uh, standard operating procedure, you fire the guy. So we expect him to be let go. So that's the big scandal.
2: it gives me a lot of hope.
0: If you liked Locatora before, you're gonna love season nine.
2: Subscribe to our show, and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael
0: Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.